Welcome to the Bunker Hill Cheesecast, brought to you by Heine's Cheese Chalet, a little place with big taste. I'm Missy Horsfall, Director of Tourism Relations. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you may have the idea that I'm a bit of a history buff. That is, not that I'm knowledgeable, but that I like looking into the past, and I found that this area of Ohio has a lot of history to look into, both in homes and neighboring counties. The Tuscarawas Valley, which borders several counties, was home to the Delaware, or Lenape, Native Indians. Reports of early explorations led Moravian missionaries to arrive in 1761 and develop several settlements in the area. The Revolutionary War brought further conflict to the area, culminating in the Janaton Hutton Massacre and the burning of several other Moravian settlements. The first permanent settlement, New Philadelphia, came in 1808 and was located by Goshen, one of the Moravian missions, which later disbanded in 1824. By the late 1820s, Tuscarawas was chosen to be in the Ohio and Erie Canal route, a man-made waterway linking Lake Erie to the Ohio River. In all, 15 locks were built in Tuscarawas County. The rise of railroads and a devastating flood in 1913 shut the canal system down. In the midst of the canal years, Tuscarawas became a county, and a town was laid out in the southern portion called Waterford. It was commonly called Urich's Mill after Michael Urich, a local mill operator, and by 1839, the town had officially become Urichsville. It flourished through the Ohio and Erie Canal years and later from the Panhandle Railroad, which ran through nearby Denison and was best known for its role in World War I and World War II. During both of these wars, canteens were established, run by the Red Cross and the Salvation Army, that served the men of the armed forces as they traveled through the area on the passing trains. Open 24-7, seven days a week, The canteen served free coffee, sandwiches, cigarettes, pop, magazines, gum, cookies, and candy. Denison, Ohio became famous to servicemen all around the globe, and because of the canteen, it was affectionately called Dreamland. And why, you may be wondering, is any of this important? I'm glad you asked. In our family, Denison's importance is that it is known as the birthplace of my husband, Ned, who was raised in the southern portion of Tuscarawas County, and... Also, in case you were wondering, my husband and I met through the Moravian Church. I lived in Michigan, which had a Moravian congregation, which visited here, which led me to meet Ned, which, as they say, is history. Denison and Eurexville are known as the Twin Cities because they are adjacent and similar to one another. Today, we're going to be talking to Cassie Brown, who lives in, wait for it, Eurexville. Cassie Brown is the founder of Grit and Glitz, an organization that helps to build businesses in the area. Cassie, welcome to the podcast and thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, this is rather fun. We met not too long ago through my boss. You've known my boss, Lisa Troyer, for a while. And now your interest in Eurexville, which is where you live and where you are uh, raising your family, you've decided to settle. And you also want to see it grow, and you want to see tourism come to that area as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have lived in Eurexville my whole life. I actually grew up on the west side of Eurexville, which if you're not from the area, um, the west side is probably the roughest area. Um, And we grew up, we used to say we were a puh. We couldn't even afford the OOR. 
Um, and so we grew up just with a scrappy mentality and a love for community. My parents are pastors locally in Janayton, um, and my in-laws are pastors in Tuskegee. But um, just my parents gave me such a love for community and a love for where we were. So when we landed, when my husband and I got married, I actually came home to marry a boy. I lived in Atlanta for two years. Um, I went to college down there and I came home to marry a boy and we just decided we wanted to settle here. Um, And, you know, just really feeling that I want to see my city flourish and seeing, you know, I want to see things change for the city. I want to see things grow for the city. And through that, just that longing, I have uncovered and discovered some amazing people um, and some amazing community members along the way. That is really cool. Tell me a little bit about Grit and Glitz, because I find this fascinating. (laughs) So Grit and Glitz actually started, um, my friend, so we are very much for the Southern Tusk um, community, because we're a lot of, the Southern part of the county has one city, which is Eurexville, and well, Eurexville, New Commercetown, and then the rest of them are little villages. Mm -hmm. So my friend, Lindsay, um, this actually started organically. She was bemoaning the fact that Women were just ridiculous and she couldn't stand women. And I have been running a nonprofit for the last seven years. That's actually how Lisa and I met for women in leadership. And I said, I just really think you're hanging out with the wrong women. Let's just invite a bunch of business women to your farm and see what happens. And um, their farm is Six Bucket Farms in Tuskegee on 416. And it just grew. Mm. Um, These women showed up and then they started networking with each other and they started sharing each other's businesses on social media. Um, And then we kept doing, so we did one farm dinner and then Lindsay's like, I want to do another one. And so we did the next farm dinner and she's like, I want to do another one. And we did farm dinners for five months. We took a break. And then in uh, March of this year, we launched our first farm class, which is to help women in business um, grow their business, grow connection, learn how to network. Um, And basically just being friends with women like Lisa um, and other women, I've learned the power of networking, the power of, you know, complimenting, not competing. Um, And then as that grew, I'm like, we have so many treasures in the southern part of the county, Mm -hmm. so many treasures, so many great businesses. And um, if you know Eurexville, the phrase that has been used all of my life has is if you need help, call 911. If you want trouble, call 922. And so I grew up with that attitude of, you know, coming from an area that people are like, they're not, they're nothing. And they're, you know, just some negative things. And doctors have come from our community. Senators have come from our community. State representatives have come from our community. Fighters have come from our community. Like we've had people that have left who we've raised and have gone other places and are doing great things. And I think that the negative publicity and the label that has been given to that community is one that has been one that I want to see eradicated. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to talk about my city that way. I don't want people to talk about myself or my spouse or my children um, as people that are negative. And so all of it just kind of came to a head with grit and glitz. And we just found an avenue where we could tell the story of these women business owners. We could tell their story. We do every week we do a Women Crush Wednesday on social media and we interview a different woman every single week. And I travel all across the county and I get to sit with women that are doing it. They are running a business. They are growing their community. They're growing what their passion is. And it is so beautiful. 
I find this really fascinating because watching this grow organically. Tell me a little bit more about Six Bucket Farms and the farm dinners. And then we'll talk a little bit about more of those gems that you were talking about that are sort of unknown. But boy, to discover some of them, it's pretty exciting to visit that area, which is maybe not the first place people would think of to go. Yeah, so Six Bucket Farms, um, we did Flower Fridays, and we still do Flower Fridays every Friday. So I started, Lindsay wanted to sell flowers. She grew flowers last year. And before she had the flowers, she would go pick wildflowers. And when our her daughters would spend the night at my house, she'd bring me a little jar of wildflowers. Um, and I would bring her, you know, something else. So I found out her favorite wine, and I would bring her a bottle of wine. And we just, like, that's how our friendship grew organically. Um, and Six Bucket Farms is a pig farm and it's a flower farm. So, and they also now have dairy cows. So they don't actually do the dairy, but they're dairy cows. Um, and it is a great place because of Lindsay and Seth. Um, they're the owners. They are, Seth's family has owned that farm for generations and they, their story is amazing. But as I've gotten to bear witness and be a part of their growth, um, especially in the community, they are probably the best people I've ever met. Um, they are people that just love others. They are people that just genuinely want people to enjoy their farm. They want them to see uh, how food, you know, translates to seeing the pigs, their free range. So they, they run everywhere all over the farmland and they do all this stuff. So they do the Flower Fridays, the farm dinner. Sorry, I get distracted when I talk about them because I, I basically live there. Um, our kids just grow up together. So the farm dinners were completely organic. Like we had no plan other than the fact that we asked, three, we asked the women three questions. We made them go around the table and say who you are, what you do, and how can we help you? And that in of itself, just saying, you know, I need help to get the word out about my business. Okay. It helped women really define, it forced them to talk about their business. It forced them to be able to say, this is who I am. This is what I do. And that verbal processing helped to grow them. And then also, this is what I need. Mm. Because so many times women will not say what they need. They'll try to go around. And so what we did was we forced them to say, this is what I need from the community. This is what I need. And by doing that, their needs were met in a massive way. I mean they literally blew up over a course of three months. So we just kept doing it. We're actually going to be doing farm dinners again. We're starting in June. And so we'll have more information on that uh, within the next couple of weeks. But we got a bigger tent this time because we out we outgrew the little teeny tiny $80 tent that we did it under. And we had a 17-year-old girl who went goes to Buckeye School. She just graduated. And she went for culinary and she was super passionate about that. So we said, you know, Sam, why don't you just, I'll pay for all the food. Um, why don't you just make the food? And she made the best, I mean, at 17 years old. And then she just launched her biz business, um, Little Bites Catering. And so just launched that out of this little teeny tiny farm dinner group of women. Mm. So um, they're now taking it to the next level. They bought, we, we call it the party tent. Um, she got a tent that'll seat I think like 150 people in it and this year she's planning on doing a comedy show um and they're doing a comedy show on the farm uh they're doing we'll be doing more grit and glitz dinners she they opened their store so their store is now open they have their own hours they sell their pork right there at their store 
And then they've also started to link arms because again, we, one of our core values for grit and glitz is we complement, we don't compete. There is enough at the table for everybody. So she's come alongside and really modeled that. Uh, Lindsay has, um, and invited other farmers mm-hmm. to bring their stuff. So when you go to the Southern part of the County, when you go to six bucket farms, you're buying farm fresh food from the farm grown here. That is pastured correctly, done correctly, and then inviting all your other friends that are doing the same thing. So like you, you walk in and you get good food. And for me to have, I have food allergies and I have to be very careful what I eat. Like I can eat there. So Six Bucket Farms is kind of like the beginning of everything (laughs) um, because they've just been so amazing. Well, there, as you said, there are many hidden gems down the southern portion of Tuscarawas County. And until I met you, I'd never heard of Six Bucket Farms. Now I want to go see it, number one. Uh, number two, I know even close by in Denison, there's mm-hmm. the train museum that's there. It's pretty incredible. Just the history that's in that area of the county is pretty fascinating as well. So there's lots to see and do there. Yeah, and especially as a mom. So I actually made a couple of notes so I could. So for the museum portion, as a mom who likes to really make sure that her kids understand history that isn't understood will repeat itself. And so I have taken my kids to the different places. So we actually have um, one of the first places I went to when I was a kid was the Moravia Museum in Janayton. Mm-hmm. Um, Trumpet in the Land is a show that they do every year in New Shun. I think it's in Shunbrunn, but I'm not sure. It's close to Shunbrunn. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember growing up and seeing that. And then my parents took me to that first. And then they took me to the Moravian um, museum. Museum. Mm-hmm. And just being over there and just how history is not hidden. It's not been, you know, in a culture that is clamoring um, and, you know, clamoring for justice. I appreciate and value the fact that they've not hidden the dark history that happened here with the Delaware Indians and the Christian martyrs mm-hmm. um, and how they, a group of soldiers that killed them because they were angry at another group. And so, just seeing how the Moravians handled that, how the Moravian church, especially down there, is such a large, large community. We have the Moravian church in um, Janayton, and Janayton is a word that means tents of grace. So they have just a lot of history involved in that and going down there, seeing the cabins down there that's there. Um, then we have the Denison Depot, which has their biggest thing is during the winter, they have the... Um, they have so the like Polar a, Express. Yes. I, the word almost left me. So they have the Polar Express and they do a whole thing for that um, and bring in a, a bunch of people for the community. And then in Yorksville, they have a clay museum and the clay pipes. So what most people don't know is Superior Clay is just amazing. Um, Superior Clay is in Yorksville, the clay from the ground. So I grew up there. So it was fun. You dug about six inches and then underneath you could get clay. So the clay is very, it's local to the ground. It's locally sourced. It's found in our soil. And so I remember as a child, like playing with clay that comes straight from the ground is just a normal thing of childhood there. Um, And then seeing how I went to the Smithsonian in the eighth grade and they actually had a, a piece of clay and a clay pipe from superior clay. So that part of Eurexville's history and the, um, the vases, that they make, the bricks that they make, all the things are so high quality that they last forever. And it's made from my soil where I live. Mm. I mean, that for me is 
huge. So you have the clay museum. So if you're looking into, you know, museum, museum stuff, like that's great. Um, also some other things. So my favorite restaurant, I have a couple down there. So people, you don't just go to see certain things. You go to eat too. So my favorite place to go is um, Old Town Tavern in Tusky. It is probably my f- most favorite place to go and eat. They have, um, Hannah is the chef there. And she does a great job. She is amazing. We're actually going to be interviewing her for Grit and Glitz, not next week, but the week after. Um, And just how she is very passionate. And the owner um, of Old Town Tavern, Dale, he is such a very laid back, low key guy. Like you walk in, I just ate there last night. And you walk in and you really do just feel like family. You feel like this is a great atmosphere. It's a tavern. So like, you know, it is just a very taverny feel of community. and they have a brick oven. So everything comes out of the brick mm. oven and you get to watch it be made. They actually have a camera in the brick oven so you can watch your food be made in wow. the kitchen. So That's it's really fun. cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have that. The burger joint in Eurexville, um is a hidden gem. They actually do gluten-free buns. For me, that's a huge deal. <laughs> that is a huge deal. Oh, and back to Old Town. So Old Town is actually working with Six Bucket Farms and Six Bucket Farms is providing their basil for their pizzas. So they're getting locally sourced food that's being grown by local farmers into their restaurant, mm. which for me, that's farm to table. That's, that's my jam right there. So um, Burger Joint is in Eurexville. It's a little hole in the wall restaurant right across the street from Mako's um, Market and Pharmacy. And they, their to-go orders are great. A lot of people just get their food to go because it's in and out and it's a small place, but it's just, it's huge. Pangrazio's, of course, is a huge staple down there. I get that every Friday night. <laughs> Our family gets the uh, the large special, and then I get a gluten free pizza because, again, gluten free is important to me. Um, and then they have the Denison Yard, and they are amazing as well. Um, those are just a couple of restaurants in that area that you can eat at. And then in Eurexville, we have the water park that's opening this summer. So um, we oh, and El Poblito. Oh my gosh, I forgot El Poblito. Uh, it's a Mexican restaurant and it is so good. It's close to the water park. So for people that are coming in, um, I take my kids to the water park in Eurexville and they're like, where do we eat? And I'm like, just go get some Mexican food right down the street. Just like go out and go get some Mexican. It's amazing. Um, store wise. So six buckets is one of the farms through Lindsay and Seth. I've met some amazing farmers, um, some amazing ones. I've met, um, Bolts, Carol uh, Bolts has, she came through a grit and glitz farm class and her and her husband run Bolts Family Farms. They have their own store in the southern part of New Philadelphia, Ohio, close to Lindsay's. And then Lindsay's got theirs. Shauna Angel or Angel Farms has their farm down there too. They're actually doing a plain air society. Um, They're doing a plain air day where they're going to come and just paint their farm. So we're even seeing um, how passionate they are about art and growing art through the farm and agritourism. Um, and then we have Pin Drop Shop. And I just want to, I want to pause here because if you're a woman and you're looking for locally sourced sheep wool, um, locally sourced and dyed um, fabric from the area, Pin Drop has stuff that is from other farms in Brazil and all the different places, but Pin Drop it also has locally sourced wool. And so they spin their own wool. They dye it, and then you can buy it there, and it's wow. from the sheep in the area. So um, Ten Cats Farms is one of the farms that they get their wool from. So by doing just something organic of trying to help my friend find some, some women to hang out with, 
I have been opened up to the beauty of the tourism of the southern part of the county um, and just the people there that are amazing and truly amazing. Like my life's goal is going to be to tell people about the amazingness of my city. I know amazingness is not probably a word, but it's okay. Um, but just how amazing my city is because it is, it's absolutely gorgeous and it's beautiful. And the community in the southern part of the county is amazing and integrated and sweet. And so I'm just, yeah, I could talk forever about this. Oh, well, I love your enthusiasm. And I love that we're getting to highlight something that isn't, uh, first of all, it's not commercialized because most people don't know about it, but it's also, is that hidden gem kind mm-hmm. of a thing where you look with fresh eyes, like when, as you're describing this to me, in my mind, I'm thinking, what am I missing in my own community? You know, what are our listeners missing in their community? I mean, to take a fresh look at things and think about what we can appreciate about our hometowns or where we visit. And going to this, the southern portion of Tuscarawas County is pretty incredible. Like I said, it has a lot of meaning for me and my family just because family-wise, but also the, the, the rich history there is so cool in understanding that. I didn't know about the Clay Museum. Uh, I've not been there. So, and now I'm, I'm getting a bucket list here of things <laughs> I want to see down uh, in that area. And I've, I've eaten at some of the places that you've talked about, but I, I miss the Mexican restaurant. So, hey, you know, I'm, I'm making notes here on what I'm going <laughs> to, my husband and I will go down and we'll, uh, we'll travel through some of the back roads and we'll, he has what he calls his, in fact, he just told his, granddaughters he's got to take them on the family tour like you know here's where I was raised this is you know where I went to school and Janate and Hutton and this is where the family farm was and all through there but that area is pretty cool and to know that there's so many organically growing like farm to table options or stores that are coming out of the farms because farmers they have to kind of think outside the box Mm -hmm. now They they do yeah the world in which we live in, they're, it's, they're struggling to make ends meet. But it's, it's fun and exciting to hear those kinds of things that are happening down that way. Well, and I think with COVID, that was one of the, one of the blessings of COVID was it, because we're such a small community, um, because we have so many small villages, we all, in that season when we weren't sure where our food was coming from, mm-hmm. because, I mean, toilet paper was a hot commodity, <laughs> but... I mean, when you're very concerned about how you're going to feed your children and how you're going to feed your family, um, because you, there's so many unknowns, like everybody just began, okay, I'm buying from a local farmer. I'm buying, I mean, we, I have a girl that delivers eggs, uh, Kylie, who delivers eggs to my house every single week for me like that. And I buy her chickens when she um, butchers them. So like just those little things, I am not a farmer. I have, I am a nurse by vocation. And then I do all my extra stuff as well. But I see myself as an integrated part of my community. And because I do that, I don't get my nails done in anywhere else but Yurixville. Mm-hmm. I found a girl in Yurixville at Reyes Tanning who does my nails. And I mean, they're super cute and they last forever. But even those type of things, I want to, I make money and then I want to pour it back into my community. If I'm going to buy something, I want to help somebody who's living where I'm living going where I'm going. And I feel like my parents' generation, because of the mass corporations and all the things, they lost that. And so if I can bring that back and teach my children and other people the importance of being engaged in your local community, being invested in your local community, like that is, 
that's where we'll see changes just across the board. If people just got engaged in their local communities, we, we would see the world change. I absolutely agree. And I love it because community is so important. And we've lost a lot of that through the last decade or two. And some of it is technology and technology. Some parts of it are, are naturally isolating. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the people that whose faces are in their phone, you know, we no longer have face-to-face conversations because of social media, all those things. And so the good things about that, well, let's keep the good, but the things that are not so good, let's change that. Yeah. And the way we change that, I think, is exactly as you've said. It's in the community. It's individuals. It's, it's coming alongside of one another and working together uh, to, to support our community and, to, and, and also to present it to others for tourism purposes and you know, there's probably many people who've lived in Tuscarawas County all their life and never even been to the southern portion. We're all guilty of that, right? We, we pass the familiar and think, oh, someday I'll have time. Yeah, listeners, if you haven't been to the southern portion of Tuscarawas, it's a good place to go, right, Cassie? Absolutely. Well, thanks again for being on the podcast with me. You've inspired me and encouraged me to check out some of these places. I hope our listeners do too. And now it's time for Did You Know? Did you know Six Bucket Farms is a three-generation family farm? In the 1950s and 60s, the farm had a turkey processing plant that employed mostly women for the assembly line. They processed 20,000 birds a year, a turkey a minute when they were running production. High speed in those days. Eventually, when the turkey barn caught on fire, they decided not to rebuild. Before organic farming was a thing, the turkeys were free-range and grass-fed. On Thanksgiving and other holidays, the turkeys were painted bright colors, pink, turquoise, and yellow, drawing attention to the birds. So, if you've ever heard stories of painted turkeys, it's true. And, now you know. 